Hey, my name is Gavin and I am the producer of Off the Notepad. Each week I have had the pleasure to share with you beautiful, beautiful episodes from Halika and Victoria. This week, again, I am excited to share with you an episode about a little girl switching bodies with people who could use her expertise. Again, I hope you guys enjoy this first segment and I will see you at the break. Hello, welcome to Off the Notepad. I'm Victoria D'Angelo. I'm Halika Campbell. And we are creative writing majors at Linfield University. Best in our class, best in the world. It's true. We actually are vying for best in the solar system, believe it or not. Yep, that's what that space theme will do to you. Yes, for Camus. Wink, wink. Submit to Camus. We're sponsored. (laughs) So to start off with, as usual, I'm going to introduce a pro tag. I think it is my turn. Yes. Are you ready? No. See, we've been... <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Moving on. Um, we've been dancing around this character for a while. I think it's time we finally dig deep. So for my protagonist for today, we're talking about the terrifyingly powerful little girl. Ooh. She's a little bit unhinged. She has a lot of trauma, but damn does she pack a punch. Gotcha. Okay, I have questions about her, but shall we do prompt first? Yeah, let's just dig right in. Okay, so this prompt has a beginning and then three parts to end it out, so we can start with, like, the first part. Fancy. Our protagonist starts switching places with another character every other day. This first other character is a teenage girl who overworks herself between high demand classes, clubs, and a part-time job. Oh, (laughs) interesting. Okay. So our story is this little girl switching off with this overworked teenage girl. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like that could be a really good uh, coming of age story because maybe it's not so much she's switching back and forth but maybe she's like as an adult trying to rectify her past so she feels like she's a little girl filling bigger shoes than she has yeah is this creepy little girl actually a little girl oh in my mind she was but she doesn't have to be (laughs) she can just be like because again i think little girls are already terrifying on their own that's true i don't know every time i think creepy little girl i think like this is a thousand-year-old entity who's going to reap my soul in order to end humanity. Oh, yeah. Or to, like, bring her terrifying alien race down and just, like, enslave everyone. Why are they always so powerful? Like, I don't get it. I don't like, know. You, you're such a powerful entity in the body of a ten-year-old who I should be able to beat at kickball. Like, I feel like that's the standard, you know? It's a sort of, it's a deception tactic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you think I'm powerless, so you're going to underestimate me, and then I'm going to flip you like a pancake. Yeah. And I will erase you from this timeline. And it's like, why do you have that ability? And then I'll go get ice cream. Oh, yeah. Two ice cream. Two ice creams. It's insane. So in that case, like, going on the, this girl's an eldritch entity... Maybe she's, like, stepping in for this teenage girl because she feels bad, but she's still, like, in the body of a little girl. Oh, gosh. So it's, like, it'd be kind of funny if she's, like, trying to be a waitress, but, like, she's so small. 
Because <laughs> then in that case, sort of we go into the the difficulties of being an immortal who like just wants to help, but you can't really rectify your body with your age already. So it's like trying to fit into this time and do things is so weird. Mm-hmm. Do you think this immortal would be like totally hopeless in like a calculus class? Oh, absolutely. No, she is like fucking it up in calculus. Like it is not good. She doodled little hearts in the corner because she didn't know what else to do. <laughs> Like, she's never had time to learn calculus. She's an immortal being who could, like, wipe out humanity in an instant. What does she need calculus for? Hey, my name is Gavin, and I am the producer of Off the Notepad. Each week, I have had the pleasure to share with you beautiful, beautiful episodes from Halika and Victoria. This week, again, I am excited to share with you an episode about a little girl switching bodies with people who could use her expertise again i hope you guys enjoy this first segment and i will see you at the break hello welcome to off the notepad i'm victoria d'angelo i'm halika campbell and we are creative writing majors at linfield university best in our class best in the world it's true. We actually are vying for best in the solar system, believe it or not. Yep, that's what that space theme will do to you. Yes, for Camus. Wink, S- wink. Submit to Camus. We're sponsored. <laughs> so to start off with, as usual, I'm going to introduce a pro tag. I think it is my turn. Yes. Are you ready? No. See, we've been... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Moving on. Um... We've been dancing around this character for a while. I think it's time we finally dig deep. So for my protagonist for today, we're talking about the terrifyingly powerful little girl. Ooh. She's a little bit unhinged. She has a lot of trauma, but damn, does she pack a punch. Gotcha. Okay, I have questions about her, but shall we do prompt first? Yeah, let's just dig right in. Okay, so this prompt has a beginning and then three parts to end it out so we can start with like the first part fancy our protagonist starts switching places with another character every other day this first other character is a teenage girl who overworks herself between high demand classes clubs and a part-time job oh (laughs) interesting okay so our story is this little girl switching off with this overworked teenage girl. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like that could be a really good uh, coming of age story because maybe it's not so much she's switching back and forth, but maybe she's like as an adult trying to rectify her past. So she feels like Ooh. she's a little girl filling bigger shoes than she has. Yeah. Is this creepy little girl actually a little girl? Oh, in my mind, she was, but she doesn't have to be. <laughs> she can just be like, because again, I think little girls are already terrifying on their own. That's true. I don't know. Every time I think creepy little girl, I think like this is a thousand year old entity who's going to reap my soul in order to end humanity. Oh, yeah. Or to like bring her terrifying alien race down and just like enslave everyone. Why are they always so powerful? Like, I don't get it. I don't like know. you. You're such a powerful entity in the body of a ten-year-old who I should be able to beat at kickball. Like I feel like that's the standard, you know? 
it's a sort of it's a deception tactic isn't it yeah you think i'm powerless so you're gonna underestimate me and then i'm gonna flip you like a pancake yeah and i will erase you from this timeline and it's like why do you have that ability and then i'll go get ice cream oh yeah two ice cream two ice creams it's insane so in that case, like going on the this girl's an eldritch entity, maybe she's like stepping in for this teenage girl because she feels bad, but she's still like in the body of a little girl. Oh gosh. So it's like it'd be kind of funny if she's like trying to be a waitress, but like she's so small. Because <laughs> then in that case, sort of we go into the the difficulties of being an immortal who like just wants to help. But you can't really rectify your body with your age already. So it's like trying to fit into this time and do things is so weird. Mm -hmm. Do you think this immortal would be like totally hopeless in like a calculus class? Oh, absolutely. No, she is like fucking it up in calculus. Like it is not good. She doodled little hearts in the corner because she didn't know what else to do. <laughs> like she's never had time to learn calculus. She's an immortal being who could like wipe out humanity in an instant. What does she need calculus for? Do you suppose our teenage girl has, like, a boyfriend who's really an asshole? Oh my god, yes. Yes, because even, like, no matter what, if this immortal, like, because obviously go-to is immortal just, like, kills this asshole boyfriend. Uh Uh-huh. But also just, like, this immortal is so confused because she still has that, like, little girl naivete. Mm -hmm. So, like, trying to understand why the teenage girl was in this relationship and just, like, inadvertently ending it, like, you're not nice. You kind of suck. Dude, I would love that to be the actual dialogue. Like, boyfriend comes up, says something shitty, and the girl's like, you're not nice. Like, I don't like you. Yeah, because, you know, it's always, like, those simple lines from the younger characters that make it so impactful. Like, what is it? This is going to be a very cursed reference, but I know there's, like, a sound on TikTok that was going around that just ends with, you're a bad friend. Oh, and it's like it's such a simple line. It's so childish, but that's like it's so powerful. So I think just that you're not nice. I don't like you. Yeah, because then I love the idea that the teenage girl doesn't really know what's happening. Like maybe she was knocked into a magic coma by this immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's yeah. like it, the whole story just takes place with like this immortal little girl, like trying to help out this teenage girl, fucking up her life in some respects. And also just trying to grapple with the idea of why are you so miserable? Like, why are you stuck in, like, three dead-end jobs? You're with yeah. a boyfriend you don't like, and you're taking classes that aren't fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, all for your future. Yeah, no kidding. Do you think if we ever, like, get the teenage girl waking up and going back to her life, do we get the consequences of that? Does she like her new life now? She would hate it, at least at first. Oh, yeah. Like, holy crap, she just lost her boyfriend. She's falling behind in her classes that are super important to, like, whatever she's planning on doing in life. Maybe she got fired from one or two of her jobs. Oh, I think she got fired from all of them. I think, like, immortal little girl didn't know how to do anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then it's like, you wake up one day and your entire life has been ruined. Do you know why? Like, do you know that this immortal little girl tried to help you? Do you know this immortal little girl at all? Or has she just been watching you from her scary perch (laughs) in the clouds? (laughs) What I find interesting, though, is if it was, like, a complete body switch. So, like, this little girl, whatever, had her own life, even if she is immortal, doing whatever she does, being creepy. And suddenly the teenage girl's in this immortal 
little girl body yeah. for a day, doesn't know what the heck is going on. Just like invincible. I mean, what are the responsibilities of an immortal little girl? Be creepy. Be creepy, but also be lonely. Yeah. Because I think immortal little girl just did this because she felt bad for teenage girl and could empathize with that. Yeah. Because she also had a lot of time on her hands. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe as angry as she is that this body swap has happened, maybe the teenage girl is like, I'm super annoyed that you messed around in my life, but I kind of get why you did it. Yeah. Where do you suppose the powers go? Because we've talked as if this little girl in the teenage body keeps her powers, but what if the teenage girl in the creepy immortal's body keeps the powers? And for a day, she has these magical immortal powers. I think it depends on, like, what kind of character archetype we're going with this teenage girl. Mm Because if she's, like, stick-up ass, everything was perfect until you took my body. Yeah. Like, then it's, well, I'm just going to try and use my... Maybe she tries to use the powers and just, like, do good. Like, I'm just going to cure cancer because I can do that. But maybe there are rules with the magic system where it's like, well, not necessarily. Because for every major good act you do, there's a major bad one. Mm. So then, in a sense, she's fucking with the balance that maybe a mortal little girl had set perfect. <laughs> so then they switch by and it's like, why did you start World War Five? <laughs> How did you manage to do that? How did you skip two wars? Maybe, like, Teenage Girl's like, oh, well, I just, you know, got rid of taxes. And it's like, you, you did what? <laughs> I got rid of taxes. I just thought that taxes were dumb, so I just got rid of them. It's like... Like, valid line of thinking, but also, <laughs> no. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting if the power switch. Because then, like, well, that's, you know, stick up ass. Like, I want to do the right thing. But what about just a reckless teenage girl who has never had freedom in her life until this point? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then it goes, do you just wreck shit? Do you move mountains? Because I just, I envision her, like, just punching yeah. a mountain. I imagine her, like, trying to do something good for her first couple of, like, I'm going to use magic. And then, like, get frustrated and do that kind of stuff. Like, throw a fucking mountain because why am I here? Oh, yeah. You know, I think she does the right thing where she, like, throws it either into space or beats it down. Mm. So it's not, like, going to hurt as many people. But, like... It's still a, I need to vent my frustrations with my entire fucking life. If this was an anime, this is the part where she beats the mountain down and then it cuts to a scene of some stranger looking at the horizon. Oh, where'd Mount Charleston go? (laughs) My beloved mountain goat was on that mountain. (laughs) Today I've lost many things. (laughs) It'd be even funnier if it was like she saw someone she knew, like Mm -hmm. maybe a boss at her job. Because it's also like interesting. We've talked about this as though they're aware that the body swap was of a mortal little girl's choice. Uh-huh. But, like, if teenage girl doesn't know what's happening, she's going to, like, try to go back to her old life at first. Yeah, 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 It's yeah, going to be like, sure. I'd like to be let into the building. No, you're a child. Where's your parents? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to see how the second character would change the prompt? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So the second character that our little girl can be trading with, and this can be like the immortal little girl, it can be genuinely just a regular little girl, is an alternate universe prince from an ancient kingdom on the brink of war slash rebellion. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Like immediately, I just want regular little girl, but solves the country crisis. <laughs> like it's so, it's insane. And it's just like little solutions like, 
we're not getting along with them. Why don't we just, I don't know, have dinner? We'll <laughs> yeah. throw a party. They'll come over and we'll just we'll have, have fun. We'll have a tea party. We'll have a tea party. Look, I will give you my prized stuffed animal. Oh, my God. Like, it's just, like, these little things that she does. And they're just the tiniest acts of kindness that this prince could not manage. Okay, but at the same time, like, this is all coming out of a prince's mouth, even though it's, like, a little girl in his body. Like, Oh, yeah. Imagine a fully grown prince being like, it's tea party! Like, oh, my God. Yeah. That would be so good. Well, also, I love the idea that this prince is, like, in the middle of a country crisis. Because then you can play as, like, maybe this is a warmonger prince. Like, maybe this is a someone who is out for the blood of so many other countries, a conqueror, mm. who just suddenly goes, let's have parties. Like, I'm going to get some pizza, we're going to sit down, and we're just going to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I would love that. Then And then the switch back happens. Ooh. And everyone's treating the prince like he's this reformed person who's super lovable. And then he cuts someone's head off. He's like, absolutely not. Well, then it's like, maybe the prince has his own arc, like, in the little girl's body. Because what oh, if the yeah. little girl is, like, if she's normal little girl, she's getting bullied in elementary school. Oh, and no. elementary school is rough. Like, no one talks about it enough. Elementary school is rough. He cuts off an elementary school kid's head off. <laughs> But he's, like, he's got these, like, grubby little girl hands. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. And all these girls are calling him names. <laughs> like, when was the last time someone looked down on this prince? Yeah, that's true. It's like he's embarrassed. And then he goes home, and maybe her parents are having a dispute. Maybe they're going through a divorce. They're always going no. through a divorce. And they're just fighting. And he's like, being a little girl is hard. <laughs> like, this sucks ass. I can't just kill people and get what I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. I also love the idea of this switch happening like continuously. Oh yeah, because it's a day by day thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so it's just like it gets harder. I love the idea that the prince is getting annoyed, right? Like he's oh, I'm yeah. sick of you taking my body and making my my peasants do tea parties and put taxes back. I love the idea that little girls get rid of taxes. <laughs> they so would. <laughs> like, it's such a it's such a little girl thing. Like, why are we paying money? That's dumb. No, little girls would, like, totally go away with money. Like, I remember thinking that when I was little. I'm like, money's stupid. Why don't we just not have money and, like, yeah, like share everything? Let's just, let's barter. Like, let's just barter. Be so, why can't I just trade my pennies for everything? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, little girls are so smart. It's just, like, I love the idea that this prince is, like, leaving little notes, like, on her desk, like, cease this drivel, put me back in my body, you witch. Oh, yes. And, like, little yes. girl leaves him, like, I left some grape juice for you on the counter. That's it's your so favorite. adorable. Because <laughs> the best part about that is, like, this little girl probably can't read, like, such big-ass words, so she's, like... I'm so glad we got to switch bodies. Like, I'm having so much fun here. Thank you for letting me do this. She shows the really profane-filled note to her mom. Like, what does this say? Like, Can you read this for me? And mom was like, where did you get this? <laughs> did one of the boys at school hand this to you? Oh, this like, is not is, nice. Who is saying this to you? Because then that provides some, like... I imagine this is being, like, a longer short story. Because I feel like it can't go on quite novel length. But, like... I love this idea that she shows this to her mom and she realizes that the prince is, like, saying these mean things to her. So then she, like, starts doing the um, the really cute little girl thing, which is, like, when you say these things, it hurts my feelings, so Aww. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, if you don't stop, I'm gonna tell your mom. 
Dude, what if like the the prince goes back to his body and all of his officials or knights or his king or whatever like hits him upside the head like you made that little girl cry yeah because by that point like they've figured out what's going on yeah and they're like but they still take the little girl's um rulings very seriously because it's in the prince's body and they all recognize that it's for the better yeah yeah. that's the funniest part but just like yeah when he just because even if they don't it's still like my lord you spent all of yesterday crying um we're so glad to see that you're not doing that anymore is there anything we can get you perhaps some grape juice <laughs> like just <laughs> just like the confusion of these people or a sugar cube you liked those do you like some sugar cubes i also love the idea that this prince is causing so much havoc in this little girl's body that maybe her parents are like okay maybe the divorce is taking a toll on you and you're acting out Maybe you need to see a therapist. Aww. So then the prince has to go to therapy. Yes! Oh my god, the prince would be so aggressive in therapy. He'd be like, I keep switching bodies with this little girl. I am a prince. I will have your head. Like, I gotta... Ugh. It's so... Ugh. But yeah. What is your third one? Okay. So the third one is... A space pirate who's trying to kidnap an official for ransom. Victoria, did you know I love space pirates? (laughs) Did you know I love regular pirates, but I love space pirates? I also love regular pirates. Oh, pirates are so good. Yes, they are. They're better than Vikings. Vikings are. They're like, they're secondary. They're, mm, they're par above, like under. They're like, space Vikings are also a par like under regular pirates but they're close <laughs> but pirates are like the anti-ableist movement <laughs> oh yeah yeah this is another one like the space prince where it's like this really hardy space captain who's like we're gonna go capture a princess and we're just gonna take them and maybe kill her and little girl switches and it's like why would we do that? <laughs> I want to be friends with the princess. I love the princess. I'm giving my captain's hat to the princess. Oh my god. Oh yeah, accidentally insights a coup. Like, I love that. Because <laughs> then it doesn't matter if it's like an immortal little girl or just a regular little girl. Because yeah. both would do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the best part. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god. This girl would get into the hearts of all these rough and tough pirate types. She would. I love the idea of this regular little girl just like switching between all of them. (laughs) All three of them? Mm -hmm. And maybe like, because in that section, maybe they don't switch into her body. Like maybe again, magic coma. But like, she just like, she wakes up and some days she's herself, but some days she's these other people. Uh Uh-huh. Because then that could be an interesting look at mental health, or it could just be a really funny-ass story about this little girl solving space politics and helping out this teenage girl oh from time God. to time. She'd be so confused about her own identity. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It could, in that sense, be, like, a coming-of-age story, like, deciding who she yeah. wants to grow into. I would love for her to, like, use this ancient royal drivel for insulting her bullies I was gonna in say, elementary school. Yeah. She like goes off and the teacher is like, you said it so well. Like I should punish you, but clearly you've been paying more attention in class than I think you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I have to applaud you on that. And maybe like seeing the teenage girl like really work herself to death every day reminds her like, like gives her a dream of her own. 
Like, I don't want to be miserable, but I also want to work harder. Yeah. So it's like, I love that. Yeah. The the teenage girl teaches her that she needs to take the the prince and the pirate's lives a little more seriously. Oh, yeah. Like, she starts actually getting into um, princely politics when she goes more into world history. Yeah, yeah. She's like, wait, a lot of princes are kind of bad. I don't want to be that kind of prince. Yeah. It's, like, so cute. She is the prince. She's she's like the shittiest prince, which is the best part. What an amazing prompt. I love that. Yeah. I love the three routes. Thank you. And that's another one that's like the space you take up. Who are you in? Like in what space do you own as your own? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Submit to Camus. Please submit to Camus. Please submit to Camus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go on a little break. Up next, I have a prompt. Victoria has a protagonist. Maybe. Let's hope so. Maybe we'll be here. Maybe we won't. Stay tuned and find out. <laughs> and submit to Camus. <laughs> submit to Camus. Something something space. <laughs> Hello everybody. Welcome back. It's me. It's Gavin. We're in the intermission. I get my little time with you guys. I hope you all enjoyed the first segment where Halika and Victoria talked about a little girl who is either an eldritch being or otherwise. In this next segment, you're going to be hearing a very, very special prompt about a high school jock with an overwhelming need to impress his family. I hope you all enjoy this next segment, and I will see you in the next episode. Alrighty, and we're back. Wasn't that such a long century to wait? <laughs> Truly amazing modern technology. Alright, so this time I got a protagonist for you. Who do you have? I'm so excited. I have, this can either be high school or college, Jock with an overwhelming need to impress his family. Ooh, okay. That fits kind of well with the prompt I have. Okay. So... I was actually thinking of you when I found this one. This is a story that takes place entirely over a phone call. Ooh. So it's like, you could do it pretty coming of age. Jock is trying to like, it could be father-son. It's usually father-son. Uh-huh. Or it's like, I'm just trying to talk to you about this game I won that you didn't even show up to. Uh-huh. And it's like, father is like, just keeps talking about something else. It could be that. It could be that. Or we could get into like magic phone calls. Phone oh, calls with yeah. people you don't know. You were calling someone else, but then you called an alien. You or called God. <laughs> you called God. <laughs> that would be interesting, too, because, like, this jock is looking for validation from his, right? From his family? Mm-hmm. Their family? Could be either. Um, so it's like you try to make a phone call to your mom as, like, this jock, but then you end up calling God. <laughs> And God is like, well, I'm proud of you. And it's like, well, that's nice. You're not my mom. <laughs> well, I have daddy issues, not gaudy issues. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so cool that this happened, but also get off the line. I didn't want to talk to you. Guy, I would. I love the idea of, like, if it's a magical phone call, like, the the jock, like, tries to hang up the phone, but it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Like, for whatever reason, it just... It's almost like God wants to keep talking. Or yeah. whoever it is on the other, like, end just, like, wants to keep going. So the yeah. conversation can't end. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
because it could also be like a phone call from like jock in the future who's like you don't need your parents validation yeah like i'm proud of you and jock is like that's cool i don't know you (laughs) yeah that's really cool i'm trying to think of like other ways you could make that one go because like in the end do we want this jock to overcome this need for like validation from family or do we want this jock to get that validation from family i don't know what if it's like this is kind of stretching the prompt what if it's a voicemail from his deceased parent oh like a voicemail that he never checked because i don't know his phone was dead at the time oh that's really rough yeah so then what make like what prompts this jock to listen to this voicemail? Is this like he charged his phone? Oh, so this is right after the death. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. What does his family member say? Like is this like right before I die or it's like hey, just like you know I'm coming home at 5, whatever. Yeah, it'd be something like so benign like Ooh. hey, uh, I'm coming home at 5. Your mom's making this for dinner. Uh we wanted to know like uh, when you have time to do this one thing, because I know you're always so busy with football or whatever the oh, yeah. sport Almost is. like kind of derogatory, you're always busy being a jock. <laughs> Just <laughs> how dare you? Because um, then you could have like funny magic shit happen where it's like he's listening to the voicemail and he's about to hang up, but for whatever reason, the line clicks again mm. and he's talking to this person one last time. Oh my God. Because that's where things get rough. Yeah. What do you think dad wants jock to be i think he wants jock to be successful but i feel like this is one of those stories where there's a more successful like older sibling who's like maybe gone through the ringer has done all the cool sports things oh yeah like yeah maybe you won your football game but your brother just had like his second child so how impressive are you i would love like not just like jock has an older sibling but like jock has three older siblings like one of them's a lawyer one of them's a doctor one of them's a pro athlete oh yeah so it makes it even i feel like this jock has tried to fit himself into so many different quarters yeah like he's tried being the lawyer he's tried being the doctor he's kind of trying to be the jock yeah and she's like it's rough what if he's like just subpar at sports Oh, yeah. Mediocre. I feel like he was benched last game. Yeah. He was benched for, like, the last half where there were the monumental throws. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if we're going to the original idea where it's, like, he's calling a family member who's alive and trying to tell them about this game, he's lying about it. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, it was really cool, and I helped make that final kick. And, like, the other family member, for the first half of this call, is like, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Oh, no. Just so sad. Yeah. I just feel bad for this jock. Like they're they're trying so hard to overcome these familial issues, mm-hmm. and they can't be themselves in this family because, I mean, you've already hit like the more unique kinds of siblings: the lawyer, the doctor, yeah. the jock. What if he's like okay? So what if he's on the phone with his older sibling, who's the jock, and trying to like connect with him? Like, hey, I just had this game, and then partway through the conversation, jock's like. Oh, dad just showed up. He's over for dinner, by the way. Like, oh, And then dad yeah. gets on the phone. Oh, so it like changes between family members. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really interesting. 
especially because you could have those like maybe one of the brothers is a little closer so maybe like lawyer is like oh hey like dad just showed up dad do you want to talk to so-and-so and dad's like no <gasps> oh <laughs> and it's like it sounds like it's a joke but it still hurts oh my god and Jock is like, well, come on, like, tell Dad I want to talk to him. And Laura's like, uh, I don't think right now is a good time. Oh, man. Yeah. I would love if, like, I doubt this would even, like, be a part of the story. Because I don't know how you'd write it in since it's from, like, Jock's perspective. But, like, Dad's genuinely in the middle of something important. That's why he can't talk to his son right now. Right. But son doesn't see that because he's no. just on the phone. Right. So she's like, oh, okay. Well, also, I mean, there's so many, like, you could talk about noise description, because we're, I imagine this would be either, like, first person or third person, uh-huh. like, running with the jock and yeah, just, like, yeah. hearing the internal thoughts. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, I guess dad's just busy, right? And Laura's like, I guess. Oh. I don't know. Because <laughs> oh. you don't need to know when you're the golden child. Yeah, yeah. So then it becomes like, what is the plot progression of this? You're switching between conversations. Who do you end up with? Who do you end with? Is it dad? Because I feel like it's not. Why do I imagine it ending with just Jock still holding the phone to his ear, but he's just talking to himself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like they're arguing about who to pass the phone to. Oh, no. So he's just like, he's obviously he's not on speaker because they can't hear him. So now he's just talking. Yeah. He's saying, we won the big football game, but I was on the bench. Yeah. I'll never be as good as Jock, brother. I'll never be as good as you other, like the other two. Like, I'm just, I'm me. And I hope that'll be enough for you someday. And then he hangs up. And then he hangs up. And it's so sad. Oh, God. That's so awful. But perfect. But perfect. What I would really love is if that were a... um. Oh, what is it called? A script. So it's like something that you would perform as a play almost, where it's like oh. a 10 minute scene. You can see Jock and Lawyer and like the other men in the background doing different things, but you just see like Jock by himself on like the left side of the stage. And it's like, it's just yeah. sad. Yeah. Special episode on Off the Notepad? Yeah, a special script writing episode? Do a, do a poll for how much you like scripts. <laughs> we'll drop that in the Twitch chat right now. <laughs> I lied to you. There's no Twitch. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Maybe when we release this episode, we'll have a Twitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So pretend that you're in our Twitch chat right now. And pretend that we just dropped our poll. And pretend that you clicked, yes, God, yes, I want to see a script writing episode. That's exactly what it's going to say on the poll. Yes. I swear to God if I see poggers. Can you throw some poggers in the chat if you want to see our script writing episode? Oh, look, there they are. God, that's amazing. There's so many. Oh, my God. So many people logged in just to say that. That's amazing. Where are we? Jock phone call. <laughs> Tragedy. <laughs> so then that plotline kind of figures itself out, but like, with the magic phone call, with the phone call to bigger entity or God, how does that one play out? Oh, God. I imagine him... Because with the idea that he can't hang up, I love the idea of him just getting so utterly frustrated. Oh, yeah. I feel like if it's still a um, like a play thing, I feel like he throws his phone at the ground, but for whatever reason, like it just will not break. Yeah, it won't break. And then as soon as it like leaves his ear, it goes to... like. Um, 
uh, oh, speaker speakerphone. Oh my god! Like he can't avoid this conversation. Yeah. Because I love how uh, finite that idea is. Like this has to happen. Yeah. You can't avoid this. Because then it becomes, what is this conversation about? Because if it's with his future self, then it's like, dude, you gotta stop idolizing your brothers. Like you gotta stop thinking that you have to be like them. Yeah. Because that's a rough thing to hear when all you're trying to do is impress your family. Yeah. So climax of the story, Jock is getting like pissed. He's been very emotional this entire time. And then maybe whoever's on the other end of the line just says something that sends him over the edge. What does he do? I'm why I'm I'm imagining this on stage again and he just like drops his phone and walks off stage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But speaker is still going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause then I feel like he has to like slowly come back. He almost has to choose to rejoin this conversation. Yeah, and that's the turning point. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking it's either finally he is able to hang up. So he does. Uh-huh. He hangs up and there's a moment of silence as he like has to actually take a step back and think about this experience. Mm-hmm. And then he calls back. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like he hangs up and he like thinks about it for a moment. And he's like, fuck, and calls back. He calls back and he goes, I have to know like what you mean by that. Yeah. I have to know what you mean when you say you're proud of me because no one's ever said that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Why would you be proud of me? Yeah, like, what do we have to be proud of? And then I think if it's his future self, he tells him. He says, we get married, we're happy, and we do better for our son than dad ever did for us. Oh. And I never make my kids feel alone. Yeah. And yeah, maybe you're not rich like your other two brothers, and maybe you're not pro-athlete, but maybe you're you, and maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, it's such an interesting way to try and subvert toxic masculinity too. Yeah. Where it's like, you're trying to dodge that. Well, you're a man, therefore you have three career options. Lawyer, doctor, or football. You hear that, producer man? Yeah, producer man. You are subverting toxic masculinity by existing. Congrats to you. You are a well-written character. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Woo! Take a bow. Throw some poggers in the chat if you're proud of our producer. Poggers! <laughs> Woo! But yeah, so maybe like subverting that perfect presentation of like what masculinity looks like. Yeah, yeah, Because I yeah. feel like we're already doing that by having this conversation about clearly the jock is not in a good place. Yeah. I feel like that's very present in the I was benched, but I'm going to lie about it so you'll tell me I did good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like talking about mental health in a serious way too like you gotta be honest with how you're feeling and what you're doing so then when this future self storyline ends can he call back at any time is that the implication or was this a one-time instance i think it's a one-time instance i think so too like i think the only reason he can call back the first time is because he needs it yeah i think it's because he has to and i think his future self says that too like, you can try and hang up, but I know you're going to call me back because that's what I did. Oh. Yeah. So it's like future self is totally calm, totally rational. And I think that's what sets Jock off. It's like, oh, yeah. How can you just say this without any emotion? Like, this was our entire life. Yeah. Future self is like, it was. Now it's not. Yeah. It's like, oh, what a, it could be a very beautiful coming of age story. Oh, yeah. Be, it'd be the space, the space between people. Yeah, yeah, space between people. <laughs> That's how it would fit the theme. <laughs> Let's see. Is that all for theme? I'm trying to think. I know, I feel like that's a very shitty little throw-in. You can still use it. We need submissions. 
I mean, any way you can make it work. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. The space between being someone, someone others want words. (laughs) Having the space that people envy, right? Oh. Like, just almost like. Yeah. And also, like, talking about how Jock has his brothers on, like, a pedestal. Mm. So it's, like, the space they take up in his life. There's no room for him in that house. What about the space between who you are and who you want to be? Ooh, and who you end up being. Yeah. Ooh, be rough. Or the utter gap between this jock and his brothers. Yeah. And maybe, like, how far he feels from real success. Yeah. Because I feel like that was sort of a, a word that came up a lot. It was just, like, how does this jock view success and how far away is he from it? Yeah. Amazing. But yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much to everyone who made it out live to our studio in LA. <laughs> uh, anyways. In LA, I guess. In LA, I guess. Um, Camus submissions by December 17th, as always, as it will be forever and ever and ever. Theme is space, if you couldn't figure that out. Um, again, thanks so much for being here and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.